but we're still on victory over sin. And we all know Romans 6 and 11 says, victory over sin is to consider self. That's our problem, it's self. It's not your next door neighbor, it's you. You know, a lot of times we think it's other people. It's not other people, it's self. You, what you think, determine your action. Self, the Bible said consider self. Self need to die. Consider self dead, indeed dead, not alive, dead to sin, but alive to God. But you notice that God said the only way you can be alive to him, you have to do it through Jesus Christ. It's through Jesus Christ. And he said, Jesus Christ is our Lord. He is your Lord, God. Well, today, the Holy Spirit will teach Jesus Church, Jesus Church, God's purpose for identifying Jesus' church for Christ's resurrection. Romans chapter 6 and verse 4 and 5 reveal God's purpose. God's purpose for raising believers up from the dead. He had a purpose. He had a purpose for raising you up. So let's just read Ephesians, I mean Romans chapter 6. Let's read verse 4 through 5. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also shall walk in newness of life. Okay, let's stop there. I'll just pause it. Now, we all know from the Malay's teaching that when Jesus Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of God, he lived a changed life. He was not a priest when he walked on the earth. But after he was raised up from the dead, he is now our high priest. And so if you want to know more about that, you just pick up the last uh, take the last teaching. So, and the Bible said likewise, we was raised up from the dead to live a changed life, to live a life that we never lived before compared to Jesus being raised up from the dead. He is now our high priest and we go through him for everything now. And he said, God raised the believers from the dead to walk in the newness of life. You was not raised from the dead in the mind of Christ. You said, well, I didn't die. But in the mind of God, in God's mind, we, when Jesus died, the church died. The church was, well, the church wasn't alive then. But when Jesus died in the mind of God, the church was dying to sin. He said, Jesus' church was raised from the dead to walk in a different type of life. You were not raised from the dead to continue doing the same old thing, same old thing, and continue saying, God, know my heart, and I'm trying. No, when you was raised from the dead, you was raised to live a different type of lifestyle, a changed life, a life that seek after God righteousness. God holiness is different. Before you accepted Jesus Christ, you seek after sin. You seek after things that was not pleasing in God's sight. But now that you are saved, you seek after God righteousness and God holiness. 
a life that won't take it off. He said, take off. You got to walk, take it off. He said, take it off who? The old self. And you have to walk. When you take self off, then God said you need to put on something else. When you take self off, put on righteousness. Put on holiness. Put on love. Put on joy. Put on the fruit of the Spirit. When you take something off, you have to put something on. God said, the old man was was buried with God to live a walk in the notice he said walk he said walk in the newness of life not in the old life in your mindset it all started in your mind in your mind believers supposed to look at your life that I'm new I'm new no longer I am I'm not a slave to sin I'm not a slave to anything I'm sinning by choice not because I'm helpless before I accepted Christ. I had no choice. But I have a choice to not sin. I have a choice to be holy. It's my choice. Now, now when we were raised from the dead, we God said, now you are in control of your life. That's why he said, sin have no more dominion over you. Sin cannot control you. You are controlled in your life. You make the choice what you want to do. You make the choice how you want to live. Your mind and your and, and the circumstances around you cannot decide that. It's you, you, you. I make the choice how I want to live. If I want to sin, then I, I make the choice. I can't say the devil made me do it. No, the devil didn't make me do anything. I made the choice to sin. I made the choice to lie. I made the choice to, to complain. See, the devil cannot make nobody complain. We always blame the devil for everything that we are lying. No, the devil can talk back to you. He said, I didn't do none of those things. That was your choice. Because don't you remember? Jesus stripped, stripped me of my power. He left me powerless. I'm still a spirit, but I have no power over the church. What happened to the name of Jesus? What happened to the name of Jesus? When situation arises in your life, I mean, we say, uh, thank God that He's given Jesus a name that's above every other name, that they have the name of Jesus, every demon, every principality bow the knee. Do we really use that name? That's an everyday name. When you wake up in the morning, the name is available. You know, when we use Jesus' name, I believe we, com we will complain less. Complain about everything. People complain about the weather. Complain about if it rain. You complain. Rain too much. If it's hot. We got to burn up on earth and all. Complain about everything. And you know what? Honestly, it's in your Bible. God, I hate a complainer. Because the complainer telling God, I'm not happy with my life. You made a mistake. Why well, I'm in this situation. And we all know that the Bible said, all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. Because of what you might not understand the situation. And it might not sound good to you. But stay with the word. Stay with the word. And God have a way of turning everything around and make it work for your good. If you just stay with the word. If you just stay with the word. Stay with the word. Because you know that God's in my word that go forth from my mouth, it shall not, it was impossible for my word to return to me void. So you got a good foundation. As I stay with the word, I know it's not going to return to God void. And he said it will accomplish the thing which I said it, and it will prosper in the way I please. Please, I got to kind of cross up, but you know. But 
if you stay with the word, I have a problem here, Ben. We get off the word and stuff, stay walking about what we feel, what we think, and what we can reason. And then you're headed down destruction street. Thank it off the old man. Ephesians 4 and 7 says, put on the new man. Put them on, put on the new man. Well, what is it? The new man is the fruit of the spirit. Which is after God. The, the new man is after God. He's created. In what? Righteousness and holiness. God tell you what to do. It's up to us to do it. He's given us the, all the instruction that we need. And not only that, every person in here today, and every person that listens to this broadcast, you have the power to be and do what God called you to be and do. We are not a powerless church. We are a supernatural church. We are an awesome church. We are a church that has been given authority in the name of Jesus to use his name. Not only that, we, inside of every person in here, listen up as well, you possess a power, a power that's greater than any power on earth. You possess a spirit in you that can tear down any wall. Nothing can withstand the spirit. And that spirit name is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is supernatural power that raised up Jesus from the dead. And the Bible declares in Romans 8 and 11, so that, that, that same spirit that raised up God from the dead to dwell in each believer, one, not just dwelling in you to say that you have the power, it's dwelling in you to empower you, to push you, to help you, do whatever God called you to do because Apparently, we need supernatural power to do what God called us to do. Other than that, he would never ever send the Holy Spirit to indwell in us if we didn't need his power. Amen. He said, after the Holy Ghost come upon you, you shall receive power to enable you to become a, a witness for me. Because you need that power. Other than that, God said we are powerless. He said, I have to give you a power. And the same power that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead, he said that power would dwell in each one of us. So it, it's nothing impossible for me to do. For me within myself, but there's something that dwells on the inside of me that pushes me. Even when you want to get down on yourself, it's something that's on the inside of you when you want to give up. Something it pushes you. That power. That Holy Ghost power. It pushes you. But yes, it pushes you through the word that you know. It pushes you. It says, you can, if you know that you can do all things through Christ who strengthen you, the Holy Spirit will get in the midst of that. And he will energize that. And he was push you. He push you with what you know. That's why you should study the Bible, read the Bible. Because he push you with what you know. Yeah. If you don't know nothing, he can just feel around you, but he can't push you because you don't read the Bible enough. But he push you. That's how you keep your life. When you want to give up, when things come up, 
He'll push me with all things work together for good. To them that love the Lord, to them that are called according to his purpose. If you didn't stay there, Dr. Betty, you will see my salvation working. Stay there. He would always give you what you need if you can just stay with that. Oh, God. Everything that we need. That means it Thompson says, already in the house of the Lord. He said the power, okay, the new man, deny itself. See, you deny yourself. You say, Lord, you know how you once said, oh, Lord, if for you I live, for you I die. And then later on, <laughs> you say, Lord, I live, and then you have to die. Because I'm busy. <laughs> See, like you're sitting around, so, you know. But at, at the beginning, it was just you and Jesus. God, what a honeymoon you guys was on. Woo! God, nothing could come between you two. But later on, when God decided to grow you up, build some character in you, get to know him. And he allowed certain situations to come in your life. He hoping that you would trust him. He hoping that you would say, I know that my God lived and I know that God got this situation because God said if I cast all my kids upon him, that he cares for me, he will work it out. And God said, I hope that you would stay with the word that you know. He know what you know. And he will test you with what you know. So he said, I know a whole lot know, but you don't know it until it's tested. That all says faith we have not been tested is a faith that you cannot trust. So what the pastor always said. Yeah. yeah, so we all go through a test. It's not to for you to think that God is mad at you, that you missed the mark. A lot of time uh, in the wilderness when he brought them out to take them to the promised land, they thought God brought them out there to kill them. No, God said, I brought you out there so you can get to know me. So you can get to know that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. That's why I allow you to hunger so you can thirst after me, so you can learn this lesson. But they got the, what they talk, the whining and barely ate People complain when they don't get enough food. That's amazing. <laughs> anyway, the new man denies self. And he take up his cross. He don't try to make you take up. And you know how we like we, everybody Holy Ghost itself ourselves, you know. We can tell everybody what to do with it. But the new man, you said, uh, I, I'm denying self. I, I'm not going to do these things. I know it's not pleasing in God's sight. So I'm denying self. So there's a cross made called Kukla del Shaka that I have to pick up. Sister, you can't pick up that cross for me. Mama can't carry that cross for you. Your friends cannot carry that cross for you. Every person, every person has to carry your own cross. I can encourage you, but I cannot touch your cross. I can pray for you, but God says you can't touch your cross. She has to carry this cross herself because if she doesn't carry her own cross, you will never learn. See, your cross represents being broken, being crucified. Being put to death. You can't, your cross, you'll die. 
The Bible says you dine daily. I'm dying daily to myself. Yesterday I died to myself. I don't know what I have to die to today, but self need to continue dying. So he said you pick up your cross daily. Not just one time. Every day you pick up your cross and you pick up your cross and you follow after Jesus. To follow after Jesus is to follow after his word. That's what you follow after. He said you pick it up every day. Every day you pick your cross up. You deny self. You deny self because you desire to follow God. You want to follow Jesus. Jesus said, if you come after me, you need to know the rules. You need to really consider when you come after me. I'm a God that put a demand on you. I can demand you to deny yourself. If you're willing to deny yourself, then you pick up your cross. But if you don't want to deny yourself, leave the cross alone. Because you're going to have problems with self and the cross. The cross is going to crush you because you haven't picked it up to follow me. He picked it up with self. You and the self and the cross just done mixed. You pick up the cross and follow sin. God said, that's not going to work. We pick up the cross and follow complaining, fault finding, judging, all, all things, evil things. God said, oh, this cannot work. You have to deny these things. Can you do it every person in this world, in this Church, and listen to me today. You can live just the holiest God wants you to live. And there's no excuse for people to continue sinning. He said, uh, the Bible said, God forbid, how can you that was dead to sin and continue living in sin? I, I mean, I can see you, but there got to be a walk out of sin. That he said that you walk in the newness of life. You have to do some kind of walking out of sin at some time. Doing the same sin over and over. No, he said you got to walk out of sin. Walk. That's why he said walk. You know what he said? Walk in the new middle of life. Walk in a different life. Walk in a different way. He said. Oh. Mm -mm -mm. John 9, I mean Luke 9, 23, you know it says that um, if any man will come after me, if any man has a mind to walk with me, to walk in my steps, let him deny himself. He must give up all his rights to himself. He must surrender all. You know how we say, I surrender all to you, God. It sounds so pretty. All to you, dear holy God, how did son go? I surrender all. He said, you must surrender all. Just empty yourself off yourself. And you want to follow him, to follow him. He will lead you to places that you never thought that you would go when you follow him. When you follow him, see, whatever come in your life, you know that you follow him, he's going to take care of it. You know, whatever come your way, you know that just an opportunity for God to show himself strong in your life. So you don't get upset when problems and situations come. You know that this God allow these things to come because you're following him. And you're following him. He's not going to lead me into destruction. He's not going to lead me into defeat. Defeat come that to teach me that victory is on the way. So always have a positive mindset when you know who you're following. When you're following God, whatever come your way, you know it's not going to work for your good because you're following him. See, you need to know who you're following. See, God, my God, help me, Jesus. Ooh, 
Let him take up his cross daily. Day after day, he must take up his cross and follow the instruction of the word. See, when you listen to say, I'm following Jesus, Jesus is the word. In the beginning with the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. So when you say you're following Jesus, you, you need to break it down. I'm following the word. What the word is for me to do today, the word is to walk in love. So that's following Jesus, okay? The words of walking forgiveness, that's following Jesus, okay? Yeah. You didn't say I'm following Jesus, singular, but you follow Jesus by following the word that Jesus said that we should live by. He didn't say you should live by the name of Jesus. He said you should live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. That's how we're supposed to live. So to say that you follow in Jesus, you follow the instruction of Jesus' word, what he commanded us to do. That's how you follow Jesus. God, what a privilege that God would give any human to, and give you an invitation to follow him. Amen. The Holy One, the Mighty One, the Awesome One. And we can follow you, God. God, what a privilege. What an honor to be able to follow in your footsteps. Because I know you're going to lead me to a place. You're going to lead me to peace. You're going to lead me to joy. You're going to lead me to a place, into a place that I've never been before. If I follow you, just keep following you step by step. I'm not just tripping away, but I got my eyes on the Jesus shuffle. I got the eyes on the word. I might stumble back and forth on that, but you know what? My eyes are still focused. My step might go this way, that way. For real, though, she comes to mind. But I still see you, Jesus. Following him says the power to deny the power to deny self dwells within you. There ain't no fighting. It's just you wrecking yourself and consider yourself to be dead. The power to follow Jesus, the power to reckon yourself to be dead dwells in you. Then the Bible says, No ye not. That your body, your body, your old body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Yes. He dwells in us. He lives in us. For what? To empower us. To energize us. To do and be what God called us to be. It's not, I mean, I have everything I need. In John 1 and 12, the Bible says that God said, To all who have received him, to them gave he what? Power. What kind of power? Supernatural power. To become something that you never become before in your life. What? The Son of God. I, we have power to become the sons and daughters of God. So it's not a, out of my reach to act like a child of God. It's not out of my reach to live like a child of God. It's not out of my reach to live a crucified life to God, a surrender life to God. I have the power to do it. Yeah. It's dwell within me. My body is the dwelling place of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. What a unique present to have. Dwelling on Riondo, in a Riyama, Shaki Riyama, Wama Mashiko Riyama, Tiku Riyama, Shana Riyama, Shana Riyama, Tiku Riyama, Shana Riyama, Tiku Riyama, Shana Riyama, Tiku Riyama, Tiku Riyama, Tiku Riyama, Tiku Riyama, Tiku Riyama, Tiku Riyama, Tiku
shakaroma. He dwells within me. He lives within me. He energizes me. But I can't see my way out. He's a light into my path. He will light up my pathway to make sure I keep my eyes on him. Gloria Moshika. Haramoshika. Hamoshika. Glory to God. He dwells within you, sisters and brothers. He lives within you, sisters and brothers. He said, your body is his dwelling place. You are not on your own. You've been purchased with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. He said, you glorify God in your body and in your belly. You are of God. He's living in us. He's living in us. He's living in us. He does not live in there just to have a place to live. He said, I'm living in there to change the way you live. Change the way you walk. Change your life. Bring a new life in on you. I'm living in that. Day by day. You're not alone to face life. Oh my shit. Don't ever think you're alone. Your emotion and your feeling might make you might feel alone. But just remember the word. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and he dwells in you. You're not in your home. You're not alone to face anything. I can face, not me, but I can face anything when I, when I know who's dwelling in me. I can face tomorrow. You know, the Bible said because he lived, we should live also, right? Because he lived, I can face tomorrow. I can face anything because I'm not facing it on my own. Because I'm facing it with the giant. When I try them, I'm saying, God is bigger than your problem. He's bigger than any situation. He's also the many thing. Don't count him cheap. God is too great. However, he created a problem that he could not solve. We would never allow a problem or anything to be greater than him. Then he ceased to be God. Nothing is greater than God. Yeah. I love it when you say, how great is our God? How great is our God? Oh, my God. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. I just sat there with your mouth closed and let the enemy talk to your mind. He'll talk you out. But if you open your mouth, my son, you open your mind. The Bible says, then speak the word and that servant would live. You speak the word and the power will disappear. You speak the word. But you don't have to go to my house, Jesus. Then send the word. Send the word. Send the word. He honored his word. He see himself in his word. And he is his word. Speak it. Speak it. Speak it. Let the devil know. We serve a great God. We serve a mighty God. We serve an awesome God. Let him know. Yes. We want you to think that oh, you're not serving a great God because the way that we talk. Open your mouth and say, God, you greater than this. Ain't no point me getting upset. Ain't no point me doing anything because I know you greater than that. Yeah. Then I was like, how great is that God? He's greater than your problem. He's greater than your situation. He's great. Well, you know, the Holy Ghost never, the Holy Ghost time is not 45 minutes, but natural time is 45 minutes. And the Bible says, obey the law of the land. Amen. Amen. So I think it's time to Close it down because my time is up. Amen. Amen. what is in us. He dwell in us. He said he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He's always with you with all the what going on. He didn't say when you feel me you know I'm there. When you can't feel God he's still there. But the son said he's still working. 